Welcome to the Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories podcast. I'm your host, Guy Massey. Today, we're talking about an imminent snowstorm. Will it happen or not? And cooking shrimp. Helpful tips. That's my neighbor's pickup truck that started for the morning. He warms it up for about uh, five or so minutes. And uh, he, he, I can set my clock by when he leaves for work in the morning. He's uh, obviously a conscientious worker because he's always punctual. Um, but uh, he leaves at around 20, 20 minutes before 8 o'clock every morning, uh, every weekday morning. Saturday routine is a little different, yet still consistent. It's a Saturday kind of kind of consistency. It's around 11 o'clock when they start milling about with their trucks and cars in the front, with motorcycles they bring out. Uh, colorful neighbors. Um, I like my neighbors. Uh, I like all my neighbors, actually. Uh, I've talked about Gary across the street who helps out. Every neighbor, it seems, uh, within one block radius, uh, to help uh, with the shoveling of their yard or uh, pickup of their uh, fallen trees, like I told you about uh, over the summer. We had our our August um, windstorm event, and um, Asias, Asias, uh, Asias, uh, the tropical storm came through, um, and uh, that was, I think, in July, um, and Gary was always there, available with the chainsaw, uh, with extra barrels if you needed them to put your wood in, um, he took some of my firewood, I graciously gave it to him, what he wanted to take, and what, what he didn't want, uh, my, my neighbors next door to me uh, would definitely take did. So it all worked out. Um, thanks thanks to neighbors. Thanks to neighbors. So I've got good neighbors. Um, right now, presently, um, if you're in case you want to know, uh, it, is, it is a very light, uh, light, almost microscopic uh, snowfall. I'm trying to look against the dark bark of my front tree, uh, good-sized tree. Um, I'm looking for the snow falling uh, in front of that to uh, see for contrast, and I'm noticing that the flakes are just coming down um, very, very, very gingerly, um, but they're all already starting to whiten the cold roofs Darlington houses nearby and the windshields and uh, glass surfaces of uh, parked cars along Hunts Avenue. Uh, it's a diffused light, it's an ambient, it's a radiant, sort of radiant light that you would see uh, uh, to hark in a snowstorm. It looks like the kind of sky that's very snowy, it looks, it belies the very light snowfall that we're getting presently. 
I have a feeling it might pick up just by the look of the sky. Um, and uh, it might not. I don't know. I don't. I haven't checked the forecast. I don't know if there's any slated snowfall, a significant amount, this morning or uh, today, for that matter. Uh, so I'm, I'm uh, totally, totally a babe, babe in the woods here, uh, observing uh, the very delicate light snowflakes that are gradually getting to be more noticeable now. All of a sudden. Uh, just about a minute later, after I mentioned the first time, the snow is coming down about three times the rate. Still very light, very light snowfall. But it, it has a feeling that it's going to be a uh, uh, some amount of snowfall coming down. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. My gut instinct tells me that we're going to be getting a, uh, a little bit of snow here this morning. All of a sudden, it's looking looking like that to me. Um, it could stop any second, and uh, we'd be on with a regular day. But this looks to me like it might be a snowy day, maybe? Can I say snowy day? I don't know. It's got all the earmarks for it. It's got the right sky. It's got the right light. It's got the right feel for a, uh, for a significant snowfalling. As you probably heard from a past podcast that I did um, back in, I think, I'm going to say October, I talked about uh, how I love seafood, um, especially shellfish. Uh, but I've newly discovered a uh, category of seafood, um, gifts from the sea, that is a delectable, uh, satisfying seafood. And that is shrimp. I love shrimp. I just discovered it. I discovered how... I, I really didn't discover it. At, first, at one time, I thought I was allergic to shrimp. Uh, and my brother would have uh, gatherings. Uh, you know, this is before COVID. Uh, and uh, he'd put out huge, colossal shrimp. I think they actually call the category colossal size. And these were beyond colossal. Uh, these were like a meal in themselves. Um, you know, two, two, three shrimps, and you were, you were set. Uh, very satisfying. And he always had the hot sauce, um, Tabasco, on the side, and for your pleasure, if you wanted to use it, and cocktail sauce, of course. Um, so preparing the shrimp. Uh, well, first I bought the shrimp. I bought the shrimp at my market basket here in in the area. There's a market basket uh, right over the state line in Attleboro. South Attleboro, Massachusetts. Literally just blocks from my house. Because where I live in Pawtucket is right on the Mass line. Well, maybe about, I don't know, a mile and a half from the state line. Um, but suffice it to say, it's a short distance to go to Market Basket. And I make my trips a couple of times a week with my friend Gary. Um, he usually drives me and uh, very grateful for his assistance. He's very helpful, he's very helpful. He helps, he helps me uh, with carrying my bags back to the car. Uh, it's amazing, this person. Uh, and he's always available. I can call Gary just about at any time for about any 
any uh, any reason, and uh, he will uh, drop what he's doing typically and assist you. And that's just his nature. That's just it's just built into him. I don't think you could even uh, purge it from him. It's just the way he's he's made up. But uh, in any event, we we end up at Market Basket and. Uh, I, I make a beeline for the clam chowder. I love my clam chowder, and I, I get the uh, refrigerated section clam chowder. It's, I think it's made by Legal Seafoods, but it's uh, packaged under the Market Basket brand. And it, it's a pint, and it's relatively pricey, about $6. But it's actually dinner. That's my dinner. Um, I put that on the stove, and it heats up in, in minutes. Uh, I take a little bit of a helpful hint. I take a, about a... Uh, three tablespoons of butter and I add that right into the chowder um, and it adds a little bit extra butteriness to the chowder which I like you may want to forego the butter or put less in it's, it's totally up to you I don't salt it pepper it because it's uh, you know relatively uh, it's not shy of sodium uh, it uh, it's just being the fact that it's a packaged food uh, is usually going to bring in a little bit more sodium into the mix so I don't add any salt uh, when I'm cooking or after I'm cooking before I eat the, the chowder. Um, and I don't add any, any real pepper to it because I just like it just the way it is. I really do. And as I work down the side wall of the market basket, I end up in front of the fish counter, which is a beautiful display of salmon, uh, cod, um, haddock, and, and, and other fish, and, and, and seafood. Lobsters are in the are there also. Uh, and you know, seafood's expensive, but it's not that expensive when you consider that. You know, half a pound of salmon takes care of me. So uh, it's eight ninety nine a pound. And so it ends up being about $4.50 for the serving. Um, and um, and that's, that, that takes care of me. I might, I might have three quarters of a pound. That still keeps it in the $7 range. Very affordable dinner. Uh, make that with some frozen peas and, and maybe some rice or, or uh, mashed potatoes on the side. That's always good. Uh, I want to do hash browns. I want to do some hash browns. I want to do home fries, I should say. Home fries. I'm going to do a home fry sideline to my uh, to my salmon and, and, and other other dishes. I, I did get also a, a pound of ground beef. Beautiful the way they display it at the store. Uh, it uh, it's uh, they 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 have it uh, loose in the case and um, it's bound. It's it's uh, it's ground into a, a nice. Uh, sort of a, well, it looks like a big hamburger in and of itself. And it's got a hole in the middle like a donut. And it's basically the, the shape that comes out of the meat grinder. And uh, it's cut off at a pound, at one pound intervals. And they're displayed in the case uh, very prominently. And I usually go for that as opposed to the pre-made patties uh, or the pre-packaged section of the hamburger. Uh, it's $5.49 a pound, um, and I get about a pound. So uh, yesterday it was 0.89, so 
I got out of there for about four, a little, little over four dollars, and uh, I'll get two meals out of that. So that's going to be, that's going to be, uh, you know, two half-pound hamburgers. That that's those are good-sized burgers, uh, by any stretch. Um, that's eight ounces, so okay, it's a good-sized hamburger. It's not the hugest, but it's a good, it's good, it's good for the blue plate special that I do up with mashed potatoes and peas. The only thing that's missing is the gravy. I should have gotten a can of gravy or a bottle of gravy. Um, I didn't think of it, and uh, maybe when I go back to the store, uh, I got to go back today anyway because I forgot to get cat food uh, for the kitties. Um, they need their food, and uh, and I got to go back uh, pick up my uh, meow mix for them. Uh, I might even get a uh, I might even get a uh, a, a container of um, cat litter which uh, I think I'm running low on what I have now. I moved the cat uh, bowls down to the, um, to the basement, right by their cat boxes, well, a little distance away, just to give it some buffer. And they go downstairs now to eat, and that's what they do. They, they are not in the kitchen anymore. He still thinks his bowls are in the kitchen because he comes, when I follow in, he practically trips me over running into the kitchen to get in ahead of me. Uh, he thinks he's going to just get fed. I do go grab the, the cat food, but I bring it immediately down in the basement where the bowls are, and I fill up both her bowl and his bowl. They interchange anyway. They, they eat from each other's bowl. Uh, there's no set, set uh, pet uh, way to, uh, to separate them. Uh, they have each their own litter box, and yet they share that as well. So... It's share and share alike uh, for Lulu and Kane. Um, but uh, what was happening was very interesting. And then I'll get back onto the shrimp because I don't want to lose track of my shrimp. Uh, I want to tell you uh, what I bought and how I bought it and how I prepared it and some different ways that you can prepare it that are all equally as well, as well done. Well, well, well prepared shrimp we want. And that's what this segment's about. But I just wanted to get, what was happening was he was uh, actually, he was actually pooping in the kitchen. Uh, I would come in, I came in, first time I came in, and this is maybe a couple of months ago, uh, I wondered where the smell was coming from. I didn't see, uh, I didn't see what he had left on the floor uh, by the back door right away. And for, for about half the day, every time I went in the kitchen, uh, you know, I almost had to hold my nose. I'm saying, what's going on? It must be, is it rotten food? It says it doesn't have that smell. Uh, and then, uh, lo and behold, there it was. And I immediately picked it up, um, flushed it down the toilet. No more smell. Um, and this is when their food bowls were up in the kitchen by the refrigerator. And uh, lo and behold, the next day, same thing. Uh, another another uh, calling card left by Kane, and uh, and I know it was Kane. Uh, one time Lulu was eating and I came back in and there was a puddle of urine. Uh, unbelievable. I'm saying, what's going on here with the kitchen? I don't get this. What's, what, is, it, is it something to do, must be something to do with the proximity of their food? Is it test territorial? Uh, is it that they're sick of their litter boxes? Uh, that they don't want to go down and they're using them less? Uh, I find when I clean the litter boxes out now, everything's good. But before, I would notice a lot less, um, uh, a lot less of their business in the litter box. But uh, so I thought that maybe that was Lulu leaving her little um, puddle there. 
and I immediately had to mop that up, clean the floor, uh, disinfect, and um, and basically, uh, you know. So this was ongoing uh, for a couple of weeks and uh, about a month, eh, maybe not that long, but quite a while it seemed. And I said, I've had enough of this. And I really didn't have any much other recourse. I couldn't bring up the litter box in the kitchen. That was unthinkable. Uh, I'm not gonna have gravel on my clean kitchen floor if I can help it. So, uh, finally it dawned on me one day, uh, why not just bring the cat food and the water down into the basement where the cat boxes are about six or seven feet away. Uh, and I did that. And to this day, and it's been about uh, two or three weeks now, to this day, there is no, no uh, occurrences, such occurrences in the, in the kitchen. Uh, it looks like I solved that problem. So I'm kind of patting myself on the back. Um, I'm giving myself credit for coming up with that idea. Uh, they are not urinating outside of the, the litter boxes down in the basement. They're going in and using them as they should. So everything, and it seems to be the amount that I have to clean out is back to pretty much a normal rate, pretty much a normal amount uh, per cleaning. And so I'm happy. I'm happy. And it also frees up the floor space uh, that was otherwise occupied by the cat, cat uh, food bowls and the largish uh, water bowl uh, that they both used. That's now free from the area. So my kitchen floor is open more. It's open more. It's less claustrophobic feel when I go in. Uh, I've got a relatively small galley-style kitchen. So how I segued over to that from my original uh, seafood parlay, I don't have any idea. I don't have any idea. I guess maybe I was just uh, talking about the kitchen or whatever. So, but, but as far as shrimp, um, they don't carry it in the case uh, at Market Basket. They have it in the packaged frozen section uh, right across the way. And what I did was um, I went for the 8-12 count. So that's eight to 12 shrimps per pound. Okay, so now that's a category called colossal. And here's the thing about shrimp. In the world of shrimp, the larger the shrimp, the more expensive the shrimp. The teeny little baby, baby, little tiny, tiny, tiny shrimps uh, are, are um, you're gonna get, you're gonna be paying a lot less per pound. Uh, the ones I got averaged about uh, 15 to $18 per pound. I got the small bag, and I got the um, shell on, uh, shell on, and vein in. Uh, that's the way to buy shrimp. Uh, the the deveined shrimp and the, the shelled shrimp are um, less recommended. The cooked shrimp, least recommended. Um, always try to get raw shrimp. Always try to get raw shrimp. You're not going to pay any more. You may even pay less. Um, and the fun part is cooking shrimp. It cooks so beautifully. It sautés wonderfully. 
But what you have to do is put these uh, grayish shrimp in your, your uh, boiling water. And for about uh, less than 10 minutes, you come out with a, uh, a parboiled shrimp that is beautiful and pink and bright, just the way you like it. And it's got the shell still on, but here's the glory part. It's much easier, I feel, to de-shell and de-vein shrimp uh, after it's been parboiled or cooked. Okay, so you could, you could put these raw shelled with the shell on grade uncooked shrimp in a saute pan as well and get the same result. Don't use the butter right away though because you're going to end up with the greasy handling of the shrimp. Well, if you want to, I guess you could. Uh, that's, your, that's your call. Uh, we don't want the shrimp to stick to the pan. Um, if you're using a Teflon pan, that's probably not going to happen. So uh, in any way you do it, uh, you have now the cooked shrimp, and now uh, basically the shell pops off so easily. And then you just grab the back of the tail and yank it, and out comes the whole um, exoskeleton of the shrimp. The shell comes right off. Uh, and the vein comes off as well. Um, you can clearly see everything that needs to come off on the shrimp after it's been uh, cooked that way. Then I return the shrimp to the saute pan, or bring it to the saute pan after I've parboiled it. Uh, don't overcook shrimp, try not to. There's a little bit of latitude, but you don't want to overcook it. Uh, about seven minutes parboiling should, should do it. You could even do maybe a five minute and not, and not quite cook it all the way through and then the sauteing would, yeah, maybe try that. Maybe try that, the sauteing will finish the cooking. So uh, in go the shrimp, and there's about uh, 12 of them in my small bag that I get. There's a larger bag, uh, twice the size, has about 25 pieces in it. Uh, this one's got about uh, 12 pieces or so, but they're all huge. They're all colossal size shrimp. Um, and uh, they are meaty. That's the one word I give them that uh, describes them best. They're very meaty. And they go into the pan with some butter, a pad of butter, a generous pad of butter, and then cook that for about oh five minutes. And you can add uh, you can add some different you know you can add a little bit of basil if you want, a little bit of garlic powder won't hurt, a little bit of pepper. You can salt if you want, but there's really no need. And I didn't. And uh, you end up with golden, beautiful pink golden shrimp from the butter, you know, uh, with a crustiness to them. And, uh, and the bite quality of the shrimp is awesome. Uh, so, uh, I can eat, I can eat about eight of those without a problem. Um, I can make some vegetable with that. Um, and there's, you know, there's other different ways of doing shrimp. You don't have to, you can cut, cut it up, put it in recipes. You can add it, add it to other uh, the seafoods and meats, you know, uh, for texture uh, and for flavor. Uh, it's a very versatile seafood, and I love it. I love shrimp. It's newfound. It's, uh, it's been just only a couple few years since, uh, you know, I thought that I was allergic. Uh, like I said, I would go to my brother's house or parties. There'd be shrimp there, and, you know, and I would, I would, I would have to skip it because I thought I would break out with an allergy or something break out in hives actually that was my biggest fear so I always stayed away from shrimp and I don't know where I got that idea from 
One day I tried it and nothing happened and it was delicious and I didn't have any reaction and um, awesome. It was just awesome. I love shrimp uh, almost as much as I love steamers. And uh, so I've got a good seafood um, seafood uh, profile. Let's just put it that way. Um, I'm a seafood loving guy. And, uh, you know, some of my favorite other foods, like I said, clam chowder is up there. Salmon. Uh, tuna. Um, I'm going to get a couple of cans of tuna fish and make some tuna fish sandwiches for lunch. I haven't had a tuna fish sandwich in ages. With a pickle. That sounds good, doesn't it? Tuna fish sandwich with a, with a dill pickle. A little bit of mayo. So uh, maybe my next show will be on uh, on that or some other food item, because I like I like talking about food. Um, you cannot get me to talk about food any less than I'm talking about it uh, uh, than I talk about it on, on this show or any other show for that matter. Um, and uh, I had a whole show on beef stew. A whole segment of a show dedicated to making beef stew, and I gave you all my details. So you should be able to go out and make a really decent beef stew. You should be able to go and cook your shrimp to perfection and be very, very satisfied with the bite and the flavor from a shrimp. Because you know, shrimp doesn't really absorb the butter. The butter is is only on the outside of the shrimp. There may be some absorption of the butter into the into the uh, outer outer uh, skin of the shrimp or the flesh but for the most part the flavor is just the shrimp with a coating of butter And but it's so good and it's smoky and grilled and whether you grill it or saute it or even bake it um, baking is another great method I don't really get into that too much I have baked salmon and that comes out awesome although of late I've mostly pan fried it I bake a steak that comes out really good. Let's just say, let's just put it this way. I love food, um, and it's fun to talk about food and share my knowledge of food and food preparation with you, my podcast friends out there. So uh, that's it for this segment um, on, on shrimp and and my cats. A little bit more foray into the trials and tribulations of Kane and Lulu. Faster, easier, smarter. That's the mantra, the three-word mantra for my new format going forward on Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. I'm going to limit the podcast episodes to two segments. Ta-da! That's the whole news here. Two segments. And it enables me to uh, get in and out quickly. Uh, the podcast will go from about 50 minutes in duration, average duration on my past podcast, down to about 15 to 22 minutes, let's say, uh, maybe longer. 
maybe some of them may be longer. This one might be a little bit longer, actually. I did a my second segment about shrimp and the cats uh, and the kitchen. Uh, and uh, that was uh, that was basically about a 20-minute segment. So uh, if I add that to my five-minute segment beforehand, uh, we're looking at 25 minutes. But um, I'm going to try to keep them definitely under 25 minutes now. I think it's a new. I think it's a new idea. Um, I can still go into in depth of what I'm talking about, but I'll talk a little bit, a little less about less subjects. How's that? Uh, but we'll get we'll get them all in on subsequent uh, podcasts. And I think uh, with with that whole uh, ethos going forward with Talk Me Some Art and other stories, um, I think I'll be able to. Uh, uh, quote, whip them out a little faster and a little bit easier. Um, it won't be like having a baby. Uh, it'll uh, be like adopting a baby. Um, maybe that's not, a, not the best a- analogy. Uh, but I do adopt ideas. I do adopt ideas. I, I sat before I did my shrimp segment. I uh, sat on my Studebaker in the studio uh, ruminating. Uh, wasn't my room modern, wasn't part of my morning ruminations. By the way, that's going to be an ongoing. Uh, I found that to be very successful. Morning ruminations. I'm going to do that about every third podcast. This one doesn't have it, but uh, I'll be getting into other podcasts. So, to keep it under 25 minutes or half an hour, uh, I'm going to just close to say again, thank you for all your support, everyone out there who's listening, and I'm asking again if you can just share this episode with uh, a friend or family or otherwise. And uh, good day to you all.